on this episode of My Adventure in Space and Time. There was points where I was watching it and I was just like, is this over insecticide? Like, They're all small and, and they're seeing ant eggs that are massive and, and big ants and earthworms. Mm. Welcome to My Adventure in Space and Time, a modern Whovian's journey through Classic Who. I'm Shona, I'm the Whovian, and I'm back again with Katie McNulty. Hello. Hey, hey again, I'm back. (laughs) So you're last here for um, the Daleks. Um, Yes. And what's nice is when we recorded that, the podcast hadn't been released yet, but now it has been and it's out in the world. In fact, your ones yeah. have already been out. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to do a public disclaimer about my Invisalign just in case it's it's really obvious. So I've got <laughs> I've, I'm getting my teeth straightened and I have an Invisalign thing in. So I'm I'm worried that I may be a bit lispy, but we'll see. Um. But yeah, that's what's going on. Um. Yeah. So we're covering Planet of Giants today. Um. I'm not going to go on and on about your Whovian history because we did that last time, but just to kind of summarize, you're acquainted, very, very acquainted with uh, Modern Who and you've seen like what, like a couple of like classic Who episodes, eh? Because you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like I've been introduced now. I've yeah. like dabbled, I suppose, <laughs> in the classics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we're going to dabble once more. <laughs> <laughs> On a smaller scale, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Though, unless we... I've, I partially... Uh, this is a good time to say, I partially abandoned the Who and Now uh, section because it kept being really dated. So this was what I didn't, you know, didn't take into account that um, I'm recording, like, pretty far in advance and then releasing it later. So, for example, it might have been our one, actually, Katie. I think it was us, maybe, that for example, talked about the trailer for the New Year special on ours. And then when it came out, it was like way after the actual <laughs> oh episode and even, you know, so it's a bit like, <laughs> maybe, maybe like, maybe this doesn't work that well. But, um, but I don't know. Is yeah. there anything, is there anything going on in Doctor Who that we want to, that we want to talk about? I don't, I, I mean, I keep really. hearing rumours about 13 yeah. leaving, but I don't know if that's just hearsay I don't know what's the real tea on that so I don't don't know do you know what will happen now though now that we've said this um this will get released then it will be like she's already announced she's leaving like there's a new doctor and we're like I wonder (laughs) if she's gonna leave Hmm. I have no idea (laughs) (laughs) future Shona coming to you from the time vortex that's exactly what happened Yeah, I haven't got much going on Who-wise. I think um, I've been re-watching some of Jodie Whittaker's ones just because I've only kind of seen them once, most of them. So I re-watched some of my favourites from season 12, which were Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Is that what it's called? The Tesla episode um, oh, that, yeah. I, that I really, really enjoy. And I re-watched Fugitive of the Jadun as well. 
Um, nice. I can't remember why. I think there was just a lot of stuff going around on Twitter. Do you know what? The massive thing about now that the podcast is out in the world is that I'm obsessed with Twitter now. Oh my gosh, welcome. Welcome to the void. <laughs> You'll get nothing else done with your day now. It's <laughs> so it's so addictive. Yeah. And there's like a lot of I feel like it's quite a good place for Doctor Who as well. There seems like, yeah, a lot of Doctor Who people on Yeah, on there's so much love for it there. It's great. Yeah. So now I'm obsessed and I'm on it every day. Do you know what? It's good that I don't have my <laughs> I think it's really good that I don't have a personal one because I think it would just get out of hand. Like but at least if it's just the podcast, I need to like limit it to podcast things. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like a things. theme. <laughs> yeah, like I can't get too carried away. Um, yeah, my actual Twitter is a hot mess right now. It'll just be like cat shit posts and then it'll suddenly be like some like political article and then it's just like oh I had a really nice coffee this afternoon and it's I mean this just seems like mess. no this seems like the perfect Twitter agenda honestly <laughs> it's a journey it's a journey yeah, yeah. and I get really excited whenever anyone retweets something like I um, it's no secret that I love Verity podcast. It's like my favorite Doctor Who podcast, and they retweeted something that I put, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I love that for you. What, yeah. a, what a dopamine hit, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah, I was like, oh, "Give me that again." <laughs> yeah, That's sweet, sweet dopamine. Uh, mm. Right, <laughs> let's do this episode. Okay, so uh, Planet of Giants. So I'm gonna do a little, I'm gonna take this episode by episode and I'm gonna do a little um a little synopsis uh, before each one. So episode one of this story, Planet of Giants, um here's just a breakdown quickly of kind of what goes on. Basically, they land on Earth, you know, they start kind of exploring a bit, and everything around them seems really large. They're seeing all these like massive animals and objects, and eventually they realize it takes them a while but they eventually realize that the things aren't massive they are small and they've been shrunk to the size of an inch because of you know a malfunction that's happened with uh, when the TARDIS landed. Ian ends up getting carried away in a matchbox um, <laughs> and we find out that this guy uh, that the matchbo- uh, matchbox belongs to is a scientist a scientist called Arnold Farrow and we hear his conversation with this businessman, Forrester, about his new pesticide and how it's been rejected because it's too dead. They think it's going to be too kind of deadly to the ecosystem. Then um, Forrester shoots Sparrow. <laughs> uh, the team, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really ramped up. Um, <laughs> team Tardis, they they all and all hear the gunshot and they find Pharaoh's body. And at the end of that episode, they see a big cat confronting them. Yeah, so it's already pretty whimsical. It's all good fun. Um, the first thing I want to bring up, especially because we spent a lot of time talking about Ian's, especially Ian's outfits in the Daleks. I just <laughs> want to, I want to quickly bring up everyone's outfits just from the get go because everyone is on form. The doctor's it's got true. yeah. The doctor's got a big flowing cape. Yeah, so, where did that come from? Yeah, I don't know. Like it, it was just 
yeah it's just like yeah this is what I wear now <laughs> I don't know I'm the hero check yeah. my cape <laughs> future Shona again he got it in the sensor rates it was just a long time since I watched the sensor rates he got it in the sensor rates it was lovely um Susan's got some lovely dungarees I think Susan's out this is Susan's best outfit so far mm. I'm gonna say that now um, I agree not that I've seen a lot of her looks but it's a it's a top one for me of oh, the two yeah. looks I've seen <laughs> <laughs> no it's a really good look for her um Ian's looking quite sharp in a suit you know um mm. yeah I loved it yeah, I I wanted to ask you as well because I I've got that the team really seem kind of in sync now. Like I was thinking about when the doctor was, and especially, and they're much nicer to each other. Like there's a lovely bit where the doctor was like, "Oh, Barbara, was I rude to you just now? I'm so sorry." And she's like, "Don't worry about yeah. it." Like, um, and yeah. I feel like that must have been a lot different. It must be even a lot different from back in the Daleks as well, where they're kind of just getting to know each other and they're kind of still captives at that time yeah they definitely watching it they felt more tight-knit and like they really kind of understood each other a lot better which was really nice because I think their chemistry was a big part of what made me enjoy it because it's such a, a wild episode yeah. um personally if I was writing the episode I would have called it honey I shrunk the TARDIS or something <laughs> like that but because <laughs> that was the whole vibe I was getting <laughs> As a, yeah. Actually, to be fair, I think it came out before Honey I Shrunk the Kids. So um, I don't know. I don't know who copied who, but uh... yeah. I don't think we need to look that up. I think we can safely assume that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was trying to think of other. Yeah, the first thing I thought of was, yeah, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. But then I was like, I'm sure this has happened like a million times in, in other TV programs, but I was still like there for it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say it's even happened in modern Doctor Who, but not not in the same way. I think, what am I thinking of? Oh, I know what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of, um, I can't remember what it's called. I want to say Into the Dalek or Journey to oh. the Centre of... No, no, I'm thinking of... Yeah, no, I'm not thinking of Journey to the Centre of the TARDIS. They're not small in that. But they are made small in... I think it's called Into the Dalek. I don't know. I can't remember quite remember the name of the episode, but it's... Mm. Um, one of the first Peter Capaldi and Clara ones. They get oh, shrunk and put inside of the I can see it. Is there one as well where, like, I'm sure the TARDIS shrinks? Because I really, like, I can picture Clara holding the TARDIS and Peter Capaldi's hand, like, coming out of it. Yes. I can't think. So the TARDIS this... shrinks, but he's the same size. Yeah. This is so bad. I used to know, like, all the episode names, like, seasons, everything. It's just all falling apart, Shona, honestly. <laughs> listen like you've only got so much room for like this this useless knowledge though (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think we hit our cutoff point my brain was like we're not remembering any more episode names sorry (laughs) and you don't need to when you can say listen the episode with the tiny TARDIS (laughs) like yeah you don't know you don't know what I'm talking about But no, I really liked the companions. I thought they were all... I love that Team TARDIS. I was so happy that they got another season together. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I don't really know when when Ian, Barbara, Susan pack it in. But that's good, you know. Um, Mm. 
I'm I'm actually impressed at how little spoilers I have across Classic Who, but I'm very I'm I'm being I know like there's no way I I'm not look I'm not gonna like it's it's okay if I get spoiled something you know like there's only so much I can I can expect to avoid (laughs) um sure so but I'm trying not to yeah it's nice to still here I go with the Invisalign it's nice to still (laughs) it's nice to still have some surprises um Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I mean this whole episode is so whimsical I mean like I love when anything is oh the props department's having a great time or I don't know whoever is doing this like the set yeah the set designers or or you know whoever's making massive thing like massive things that are normally small massive matchboxes like you know I I love all of that (laughs) yeah good on them as well because I watched that I was like how do they figure out the proportions of everything so definitely be way off if I got given that task (laughs) yeah I mean I don't know how good the proportions are I didn't kind of and 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 and, you know what I didn't even bother thinking about that I guess I was I accepted it you know I was just like yeah I was like fine Ian's in the matchbox now I believe it yeah I like I thought about it but I never my maths isn't good enough to challenge it so I thought about it and I was like they got it right (laughs) yeah we we accepted it blindly and that's fine yeah um speaking of actually ian in the matchbox um oh my god uh william russell's (laughs) (laughs) matchstick box acting yeah when they picked him up and he was like whoa like he was like like throwing himself back and forward across the yeah i really enjoyed it (laughs) he sold it to me he really did (laughs) i was like good for you William yeah <laughs> met his match that day yeah. <laughs> oh wow was that an intentional pun it was I've been oh, right, thinking yeah. of it for a few minutes and I was trying <laughs> to figure out where I could slot it in <laughs> I feel like I didn't give you enough give you enough for it like it's, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay yeah. I can say it again you <laughs> met his match wow <laughs> I hope you've got more of those up your sleeve um, oh, I don't know maybe I peaked too early uh. <laughs> um, maybe uh, we could it, oh no never mind <laughs> I was going to say something about we could ignite the flame or something but I, I just Ooh. couldn't articulate it I'm too tired and crazy I, I just couldn't do it um, oh, can we talk about as well how what was it an egg it was like an an egg or something but it looked oh. like a giant tic-tac to me oh it did look like a giant I mean yeah is that is that what ant eggs look like I don't know they were like the size of the ants <laughs> I have no idea mm. I could once again I don't know enough to challenge it yeah, <laughs> just accept I don't so know. much <laughs> I don't know what ant eggs look like <laughs> sure yeah me neither <laughs> yeah. I did especially like the large insects and I thought they I thought they filmed them really well like I was so at first I was a bit cynical and I was like well it's convenient that they're dead isn't it because they don't have to move though in their defense they have that fly later which we'll get to and is is incredible yeah oh my god yeah yeah but it does work really well that they're you know I don't know when you think about them trying to kind of work within the restraints of their budget it it does kind of work well that that the animals any animal they encounter is going to be dead so they can just make a nice model of it and the models look pretty good I think 
and they do kind they of film do. yeah they do sort of film them in a way where you don't get too close to look at them and you're like mm. oh it's just the way you know it's a bit of polystyrene that they are paper mashing <laughs> painted or something yeah it really works I think that it's in black and white so I think if it was in color I don't think it would age as well as it oh, does sure. um there's parts though where like you're looking at the dead bugs and I was half expecting them to like move when like Barbara mm-hmm. and the doctor like went off camera I was half expecting like that dead worm to like slither away or something it's like <laughs> I didn't know what the, the game plan was so I thought maybe it's like I don't know yeah <laughs> yeah playing dead <laughs> yeah and I don't and I'm never really sure like what they can do and what they can't do at, at that time in filmmaking mm. I guess you know no I think all, all the models like oh yeah whoever made all this stuff is it's like hats off to them you know um just yeah. so much effort's gone into it right what else, what have I got next I've written Willie up the wall instead of Babs because she might hurt herself really <laughs> I think <laughs> Willie up the wall right no what I think girl. I know... <laughs> I'm gonna mention again. I was very tired when I watched this. I'm so just mashing notes on my on my computer. Um, no, I I do know what this is in reference to. I think um, I think what happened was they had to climb up the wall to look at something, and Susan was too short, and then Babs went up, and then Willie, and then the doctor is like, "No, no, no, Barbara, you might hurt yourself. I'll go up." And I was like this old man's going up instead of like Barbara (laughs) so it was just yeah one of those little moments um, of sort of mild sexism but yeah um, I feel that I was like they can definitely they look like they had it (laughs) (laughs) it's like I think it's gonna be okay um yeah though I've got to say they're not um there's never as much of that stuff as I think there's gonna be you know there's the odd moment like that where you're like all right like you know maybe she doesn't really need you know maybe she doesn't need looking after that much um doctor mm-hmm. it's fine but yeah know, for the most part it's yeah it it's not I don't think it's even as dated as they make the first doctor seem in twice upon a time where David Bradley's playing him but I've not seen all the stories yet, so I don't know. Maybe there is. Yeah. Stuff. Um, I didn't even realise that this Doctor had more than the one season. I thought he literally just did one season and then... I don't know why I thought that. I had absolutely no reason to think that. But I was shook that he had a second season. I think that was sort of in my head as well. Um, hmm. Yeah. But I don't know No why idea either. why. No. <laughs> guess we just make this up (laughs) yeah just fill in the blanks you know with whatever you want (laughs) yeah I guess um what made me laugh was when we first saw the cat because because the minute and this must be because we've seen again I'm, I'm struggling to think of them all but we've seen we've seen other media other stories other films other tv programs with this same kind of trope where the I don't know where the characters are shrunk and they have to engage with normal things that are normal size to us, but are suddenly gigantic to them. And the minute yes. that I saw it, like it, it wasn't even to do with, I think, sorry, my dog is here and snoring a little bit. Um, he heard the cat <laughs> and is like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what so did what? you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
yeah the minute there was a shot on that cat like I was just like I think we're gonna see that cat again <laughs> that's gonna be catastrophic oh yes <laughs> oh my god she's so on it <laughs> <laughs> anyone who hates puns is just checking out at this yeah, point yeah yeah and you know what <laughs> i don't want them here <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly oh <laughs> uh, yeah i knew what was coming the minute there was i was like all right okay i guess we're seeing that again um mm, it's gonna be a problem <laughs> yeah and we do you know what i feel like we could have done with more from the cat we just got all we got was a big close-up on its big old face for the cliffhanger and then it was kind of like oh the cats and even at the end I mean I know I'm kind of getting into the next episode now but even at the beginning of the next one they're just sort of like oh let's wait for it to go away and then it's just gone oh "Oh." yeah they like played dead or something like that and I don't know about you but like the cats I have because I've got three cats if you played dead they would play with your dead body because they're (laughs) twisted (laughs) i don't think that would work if it was my cats in this situation (laughs) that That would just encourage them (laughs) that is brutal isn't it Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i've heard it said that they'd eat you eh, if you if you just died like if you died in your in your home your cat would it it wouldn't really think twice about eating you (laughs) horrifying Um, unless maybe if you like could plan it if you died with like cat treats in your hand maybe they'd go for those first and leave you be but it's really hard to arrange those kind of situations and also you know once the treats are gone (laughs) what's for dessert then it's your turn (laughs) yeah yeah oh Um, what a concept oh yeah (laughs) um and yeah we get a what did you think about all this this like subplot with um the the scientist and his uh in, insecticide and the businessman and uh yeah Farrow and Forrester I'm not gonna lie it wasn't my favorite thing <laughs> there was points where I was watching it and I was just like is this over insecticide like I don't know some of the acting was so was so intense and it was so dramatic and it was just I don't know it just feels very over the top for for what it is yeah but then I don't know (laughs) well right I definitely in this my my notes were pretty funny in this first episode because I was like why are we hearing about all this like he was talking about his his holiday in the rivers of France and blah 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 and I was like what like what is all this and yeah and I kind of couldn't be but especially because the first bit was you know, because the other part of the story is they're all small and and they're seeing ant eggs that are massive and and big ants and earthworms and and they're going to run away from a big cat and and you know Ian's been taken away in a matchbox and and all this stuff and then it was like these guys like insecticide yeah so well, I better be going to my holiday on the rivers of France and I was like what. But then obviously pulls out his tiny, tiny gun. and The smallest gun ever. The smallest <laughs> gun ever. Um, and, 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 you know, and then it ramped up. And then later on with some of that stuff, I started to kind of just find it amusing. Mostly, like you say, because of the drama of it. And the what I deem to be the unresolved sexual tension between Forrester and Smithers which we'll get on to yeah i didn't realize how strongly i associated smithers with the simpsons until i heard someone else being called it in 
something that wasn't the simpsons were you like that's not smithers <laughs> i was like he doesn't look like that yeah. what the hell i know smithers <laughs> and that's not him yeah. where's mr burns <laughs> <laughs> that's what i want to know <laughs> i didn't think the green screen stuff you know where they're down next to Farrow's so after Farrow's being shot um mm. over this whole insecticide business and his yeah. face is just lying and Ian kind of walks you know they're all I think they're all there they're all kind of walking around his face like oh boy like yeah like on a tour or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I but I didn't think it looked terrible you know like like the green no. stuff. Yeah, like it, it didn't look all that bad. But I think you're right. I think it might be partly because it's black and white. Mm. They kind of get it's away hard. With yeah, I felt like there's times where I was watching it and I just felt like I was being too harsh with it because I was like, oh, it looks, it looks so fake to me now. But then I'm like, at the same time, I think they had a budget of like two pounds yeah. and that. And like for the time, like what else were they going to do to achieve that effect? So I was like, mm, just, just ignore it. Yeah, but no, yeah. it was... It's definitely I think if it was in colour then it would definitely look less uh, believable I guess I don't know if yeah, that's the yeah. best word for it but yeah it's quite it made me think as well like how often do you really see like an actual corpse on Doctor Who it's quite rare normally once character dies they kind of disappear yeah I yeah or you don't see it um yeah that um explicitly kind of yeah mm. because it looked quite like bloody and beaten up as well didn't it like yeah I can't think of yeah. when you would see blood really a lot of the time in in Doctor Who mm. yeah so... I can't think of many times most of the times they get like shot with a laser or something and then right. they just kind of like collapse but yeah they probably like, turned them over showed like the gunshot wound and everything and I'm like oh, gosh oh, CSI boy. Doctor Who <laughs> it was kind of a split personality this show this episode wasn't it because like yeah, yeah. you had all this fun silly stuff where, where they were with you know ant models and stuff yeah pretty then, goofy yeah and then these guys having this confrontation and shooting each other and having like these sort of deep conversations about their insecticide it was like a crime it was just drama so sudden. yeah yeah everything yeah. goes from like not to 100 in this episode and the music tells you so it'll literally be silent and then all of a sudden it's like, da, 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 do, do, do. like the music was kind of crazy in this one like it's been it more like minimal in the other episodes. This really, <laughs> this really went for it. I did do like a tad reading on it, um, and I think this was a new composer's like first episode. So I don't know, maybe that's oh, why it's. Oh well, that makes a, a little lot of different. sense. Yeah, mm. nice. Yeah, but yeah, that makes way more sense because it 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 did. I did notice that it was, it was just fuller and a bit more, kind of. Almost a bit more orchestral, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. been very minimal before. Um, as uh-huh. Cassie described it, she was like, there was just like occasionally a little kind of kind of um sneaky sounding oboe or something. <laughs> Every so often. <laughs> to fill the silence. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this was very, yeah, like very full. Yeah, definitely. It was very dramatic. Um I always thought as well when it cut to the sort of actual size humans they always did really I don't know this must be a thing in like this sort of era of Doctor Who but like really dramatic close-ups and like the actors would just like gaze out into like the abyss (laughs) and just say like this really intense line do you know what 
and I've said this a couple of times before, but it really often looks like a play. It looks like yes. they're filming a play. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because that's just... I don't know if it's just because TV hadn't even really been around that long and that I, I and I I, I don't mm. know I, I don't I don't really know why it is or if that was just like the style of the time but yeah I don't think when I think about it they don't cut the shots an awful lot so it often yeah. kind of holds in the same way for a while so maybe that makes it feel more like a, a play at points yeah. and like you say they often look out you know as if there's an audience ra- mm. rather than them just playing to each other and the cameras working around them mm. it's like they're playing out into the world and yeah I always yeah. really enjoy and maybe this is why I'm maybe this is why I'm focusing on Smithers and on Foresters because <laughs> I love, but, but it's not the first time this has happened in Doctor Who it's they stand so close to one another so one of them will be looking out at the imaginary audience and the other one stands behind them like so close like <laughs> right over their shoulder like it's like too close for comfort you know like you're like mm-hmm. no one stands next to someone like that <laughs> no. especially if one of them's just shot a guy I keep my distance <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean but yeah it does look odd um, mm, definitely <laughs> right so I'm gonna go on to episode two dangerous journey so yeah so we finished the last episode with that cat kind of looming like we said it's it's pretty anticlimactic this cat moment (laughs) like they can it was yeah it's just sort of (laughs) escaped like and it's fine um but they get split up uh the doctor and susan they climb up a water pipe into the sink of the lab and ian and barbara end up in the lab too but they hide in a briefcase that gets then carried there Um, they Bar- don't get a choice they yeah, just yeah. <laughs> they're at the mercy of um, I don't know whichever guy picks up that briefcase mm. um, Barbara touches some wheat that's covered in insecticide uh, Ian and Barbara see a fly die instantly after it lands on the same wheat uh, meanwhile uh, the scientist that created the insecticide rocks up uh, Smithers and he he sees Farrow's body. Uh, Forrester at first tries to kind of pass it off as self-defense. He's like, I didn't murder this guy. But Smithers... Which is really cute because it's so obvious that he's murdered this guy. Oh my god. Guy. I'm going to talk about this later, but Forrester is so shit at crime. Right, but... Terrible. Right, he's so <laughs> bad. Right. So Smithers, yeah, he's like... Yeah, he's so brutal as well. He's like, I hope you're not planning to tell the police this shit story. It's like even I can see that. Yeah, yeah. He's so he just doesn't hold back. Um, mm. Yeah, so he figures he's like, look, I. So he, yeah, he knows that Forrester's murdered him, but he agrees to help him cover it up because he wants the insecticide uh, DN6 to. He doesn't want it to be rejected. So the guys go back to the lab to wash the blood off their hands, but obviously everyone's in the sink. Um, oh, and, of yeah, course they are. <laughs> classic. So yeah, Susan and the Doctor they hide back in the pipe, and the episode ends on the cliffhanger of them of Smithers letting the water out. I w- really, I think this this episode might be my favorite of the three. 
partly because right first I want to talk about Smithers and Forrester right because okay <laughs> this, is, this is when I started to enjoy this stuff a bit more because all this stuff was bananas right because yeah I, I love that Smithers didn't buy Forrester's story at all um I I love that they kept having to explain Smithers's motivation I don't know I don't know why. I think maybe maybe they were worried that the audience would be like, why would this guy just suddenly be up for like being an accessory to murder? Like <laughs> um mm. so they, he kept having to repeat that he he wanted to stop people from starving to death or something. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to end starvation or something like that. He was like, I care about this, so that's why I'm going to help you cover up this murder because I just want to like make the world a better place. And I was like, this is a stretch. Um, (laughs) But I'll, I'll take it for now. (laughs) Yeah. And their scenes were so intense. Like, like we were saying earlier, but like they were, I already thought this was even before they were at the sink, like literally washing blood off their hands. I was already like, these guys are like Macbeth and Lady Macbeth. Like they were just like, their little you know conspiring their little murder and um yeah start to get into it <laughs> yeah definitely I remember there's a part where like, the camera was really close on Smithers's face and he was just like I must do it I must and I'm like this is big Macbeth vibes honestly yeah. well Lady Macbeth at least <laughs> yeah I think Smithers is Lady Macbeth like for sure um, oh, I would love to see that Shakespeare production. Yeah. No, he absolutely <laughs> is, yeah, because Forrester doesn't know what he's doing. Like, we're going to see in the next episode as well, but he's already, like, he's already full-on full shot a guy and been like, uh, yeah, he, um, wait, what, what does he say to cover it up again? He's like, he accidentally shot himself or something. Someone really stupid, Yeah. Yeah, like he is not convincing at all, and Smithers doesn't even like humor him. He's just like, "Come on, man!" Like, and, bitch, please. <laughs> yeah, and per- yeah, I'm trying to think of a fun like. Yeah, and I thought there was like, well, I, I, you know, I, I kind of made it up, but I, I enjoyed the idea that was that there was maybe some sexual tension between Forrester and Smithers, and I was trying to think of like a fun like ship name for them. So like, wait, what's a mixture between Forrester and Smithers? Ooh, Smitherster. <laughs> Smitherster. <laughs> They're really hard names to combine. Shit. Like forthers. Like, yeah. Oh. Okay, maybe, maybe it's actually not gonna work. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's just never meant to be. Maybe that's the same. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Um tragic. <laughs> Again in this one, beautiful props. Loved the plug and the sink. Yeah, but, that was cool. But the star of the show is that fly. Yes! Oh shit, it looked proper. I bought it. I thought it was a... I don't know how they did it. (laughs) And do you know what I loved about it as well is that in the first episode, I did have a moment, yeah, where I was like, oh, it's pretty convenient that all the animals are dead, you know. So when when they showed it moving, I was like, okay, like, fair dues, you know. (laughs) It still looked good. I was a bit like... I, d- I was a bit like Barbara, you know, I was just like <gasps> staring at it. Yes. Very shook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, oh Barbara. I was very oh. distressed for Barbara throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, this is the next thing I wanted to break, uh, bring up. That was heartbreaking. It's like, yeah, genuinely like kind of distressing um, mm-hmm. how 
distress she was and how she you know you could when you could see her kind of slowly realizing what was wrong and how you know how fucked she was pretty much <laughs> um mm. and and ian just being like so clueless like this is the thing is i was just gonna lo- say yeah it's so slow like <laughs> why would she need your handkerchief ian why yeah. think about it Put it's it like she literally told him she's like i touched it my hands are sticky can i borrow your handkerchief and he's like sure and then he was like well whatever that fly touched made it die instantly and she was like oh fuck <laughs> like and he's just like no eh, whatever like <laughs> Why is Barbara worried? What's wrong? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I know. And oh, I thought that was such a lovely performance from her as well, uh, from Jacqueline Hill. Mm. Like just keeping it to herself and seeing her slowly realize, but trying to just get on with what they had to do, you know? Um, yeah. I thought she was, yeah, it was beautiful. Um, Oh, yeah. I really love Ian and Barbara a lot. I think they have such a nice little connection. I just really enjoy all their scenes together. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was really nice all these scenes um, where Ian knows something's wrong with Barbara and he's trying to get her to tell him what's wrong. And it they just seem to yeah have really good chemistry and a really good kind of genuine connection. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what though? That episode it looks exhausting to be that small. Like climbing up that drain pipe would not be me. I would not. I would just be like, I'm just gonna live this way. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna make myself a little twig house somewhere and just come what may. Like um Honestly, I wasn't even part of the episode and I was watching them and I was like, oh I'm tired just looking at it, like all yeah. that climbing, honestly. <laughs> well, the main thing I thought, right, was when they were climbing down the plug chain. And at some point Ian's like oh careful it's 30 feet and I was like what like they're like climbing down 30 from a they're climbing down a 30 foot drop on this chain like with not no ropes or anything like I was thinking about even when you go like you know when you go rock climbing with the ropes or whatever and even like 30 feet is even if you're secure in something 30 feet is so really high and really scary and they're just mm-hmm. like oh yeah we better climb down this chain now and I'm like Jesus yeah yeah oh <laughs> there's a bit where like they close up on the doctor and he's proper like frazzled climbing <laughs> this drain pipe and I'm like that that I can relate to <laughs> yeah you're like that would be me it's like we like to think we'd be Susan and just be like oh right I better just get up but in reality mm-hmm. we'd be like, like, <laughs> like William Hartnell. honestly <laughs> I can't do this <laughs> yeah. be like <laughs> like you say yeah I'm just gonna live like this <laughs> it's okay you know <laughs> yeah I did like when it um, would like pan out and you'd see how like kind of like tiny and like insignificant the task is for like Forrester <laughs> and that to do things and then it would cut to like Barbara or the doctor or that and they'd just be properly shook because it's such a big impact on them because they're so small yeah. <laughs> it's quite fun yeah or even when they were just trying to get like across the garden they were like god we've been walking forever (laughs) yes yeah and yeah at the end of this it's all a bit it's a bit of an itsy bitsy spider situ where they're gonna get flushed out um i do find that every time they do the hat the cliffhanger there's never any stakes 
at the beginning mm. of the next episode and I feel yeah. like this, yeah <laughs> I felt that it's like just to stress you out and then you watch the next one they're like oh, psych <laughs> <laughs> I mean I appreciate that we're watching this uh you know we're not watching this in 1964 we're what you know where it would yeah. be like the next week yeah but um mm-hmm. so yeah maybe it doesn't make for binging you're like yeah <laughs> Like literally, yeah, like nothing ever like the yeah, like the cat they were just like, Oh, we'll wait and it'll go. And yeah, and this time they were like, Oh, we'll just move out the way of the water and it'll be fine. Um yeah. no biggie. Um, no, but, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, that takes us into Crisis, the last one. Not a very in, uh inventive episode title, gotta say. Um yeah well neither yeah. is dangerous journey actually I don't... <laughs> so I don't know what I want yeah you know. I mean I guess it, yeah. it is a crisis don't get me wrong you know what fair yeah okay yeah sure yep. <laughs> all right not, not a lie <laughs> um, I mean it's not like zen so you know <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah fair yeah what do I want yeah <laughs> um, okay uh sure okay so let me just quickly uh (laughs) like let let me break down this crisis right so yeah susan and the doctor they hide in the overflow pipe and they escape the running water now there's a lot of there are many phone calls and things (laughs) let me try and break this down so uh forrester he doctors farrow farrow's report the guy that they've shot um, on DN6 because they want the insecticide to go ahead and he also makes a phone call pretending to be Pharaoh as part of his cover story but as we know Forrester is shit at crime so he just puts a napkin over a phone and is like I'm it's me Pharaoh <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous yeah unbelievable so, yeah so predictably the switchboard of <sighs> Invisalign the switchboard operator and her <laughs> police officer <laughs> husband, uh, they do, they, you know, they know, they know something's up. Um, mm. Meanwhile, uh, Team TARDIS, they find a notebook with the equations for DN6 on it. So they realize, they also realize what's up. They're like, okay, this is, this isn't just going to be dangerous, you know, to insects, but to all life. So they know that they're going to have to do something. They try using the phone to raise the alarm they can't be heard, but the switchboard operator, Hilda, it does make her more suspicious. Barbara starts to feel the effects of DN6 and the others, you know, realise she's become infected and she's going to die if they don't get her back to her normal size. So Hilda knows what's up and she calls Forrester again, realises he's impersonating Pharaoh, so sends her police officer, Hobby, to go down and check what's up. Then Smithers finds out that about Farrow's notes and realizes how dangerous it all is. And he has a confrontation with Forrester, who pulls his tiny gun out again. Um, <laughs> the t- team TARDIS decide, you know, they can only do so much because they're so small. So they make a, they decide they're going to start a fire to like alert the authorities. And they use like a gas tap to ignite a can of insecticide. And the bomb goes off in Forrester's face. Um, but the police <laughs> officer arrives anyway and arrests Forrester and Smithers. So I don't know if the bomb really helped anything. But in any case, it was fun. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. They get back to the TARDIS. Everyone returns to normal size. Barbara recovers. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> we're good we're good next journey <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah there's a lot of phone calls a lot of people kind of realizing what's up yeah i don't know if the bomb really achieved anything apart from look kind of cool but um yeah i enjoyed it <laughs> this made me laugh just how crap forrester is at everything you know he put a napkin over a phone to pretend to be pharaoh you know hilda was like I'm pretty sure this isn't Pharaoh, and then called back again. <laughs> but then Forrester was like, hello, it's Forrester, you know, like spoke as himself. And she was like, hi, can I talk to Pharaoh? And he's like, uh, yeah. And he got the napkin out again. And I was like, oh, Forrester, come on. You weren't made for a life of crime. Like, you can't. <laughs> and even then, Aww. and then Smither, I didn't realize as well until this episode that Smithers didn't realize how dangerous the insecticide was so mm. uh, he, like so he finds out and he's like dude what are we doing <laughs> and Forrester was like I don't care Forrester's <laughs> like, <laughs> real love is money and that's yeah. just how it is sadly Forrester is a moron <laughs> like I think he might just Honestly. be incompetent like he wasn't even like a sort of dastardly villain he was just kind of dumb like he didn't understand what the yeah. insecticide even did he decided but you know he he thought there was enough at stake that he could he could kill someone and impersonate them neither of those things he could do effectively like he, he was just oh. utterly any useless. problem he has is just like can i shoot it is that his <laughs> problem <laughs> yeah i brought this tiny gun um, <laughs> yeah i love that um when forester <laughs> pretends to be um What's the other guy's name again? Pharaoh. Uh, Pharaoh. I just love that he um, covers it with the hanky and then Hilda and her husband, the police officer, were both like, this is the same voice. <laughs> yeah. Like, of course it is. <laughs> this is the same guy. <laughs> like, they're not fooled for a second. Oh. Ridiculous. <laughs> so if... Um, if Forrester and Smithers then, if they had this six-year-old tension, what yeah. would you have wanted to happen in crises between them? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm like I'm too caught up in how incompetent Forrester is. Like, I feel like Smithers, <laughs> like Smithers, would legit be able to. Like, they are Macbeth and Lady Macbeth, you know. Like Smithers, he's the mm. brains of this operation, and. Honestly, I I don't I think he would have at some point left Forrester behind. I think he'd be like, I've got to. What 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 do you say when you like put a, a you know chuck out something from your boat so it doesn't sink? I anyway. Oh. He's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, he, I don't know, but it's that. <laughs> yeah, the, you know the sandbag that was holding down his beautiful hot air balloon <laughs> to <laughs> expel that so he could really fly you know mm. um <laughs> <laughs> this is beautiful uh, yeah right what else happens in this episode it's not you know they're they're not the main event are they really i mean my heart went out to barbara most of this episode really like she was just mm. so sad and so distressed and they were you know ev- i wonder why she didn't tell anyone i thought she was going yeah. to explain at some point but yeah, that that confused me as well. And I love that the doctor called her out on it. He was like, it's very wrong of you not to tell us. Yeah, <laughs> that you he's like, what are you it. doing? I mean, I guess you could just surmise that 
she didn't want to be a bother or whatever, but they don't really say. Um, no. I thought it was a beautiful performance. Like I, I thought it was really sad seeing her like keep it to herself and kind of bear mm. this, you know, this horrible thing. Um, but yeah, I, I did sort of expect her to kind of say something like, I, I don't know, to explain it in some way, but eh. yeah. Oh, I don't know, because it is um because she tries to get them to figure out a cure for it as well. And they're all like, oh, why would we need to find a cure? And oh, she's like, oh, no reason. Uh. That bit is so sad. It's so sad. They're like, why would we need a cure? And she's like, oh, I don't know. Like, oh. <laughs> Maybe someone touched it and isn't telling anyone about it. <laughs> Maybe that's like, what's happened. Like, hypothetically, if someone touched a bit of wheat and can... <laughs> How might that work out for someone who did such a thing? <laughs> do you know what probably happened if she said that? Someone, probably Ian, would be like, but who would do something that stupid? You know, he was just so clueless <laughs> the whole time. He's like, that fly instantly died, Barbara, like right away, dead. And she's like, thanks. <laughs> yes, thank you, Ian. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I have to admit, watching Ian a lot of the times, I was like, he looks very handsome in his suit. Like, pretty snappy. I'm going to say, I think he looked pretty sharp in his suit as well, yeah. Mm. Good look for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I hope he wears more suits. He'll have to tell me if he does. Yeah, Ian's had some good looks so far. You know, obviously there's the iconic cardigan and the tie. Um, of but, course. <laughs> but also he was in a kimono in one episode. That was exciting. Um, Amazing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he wore something crazy in the Aztecs at some point, but I can't remember now. Um, you know, I don't know why I look so yeah. particularly sharp in this one. He was like, new season, new me. <laughs> mm, definitely, oh. definitely. A yeah. suit for a season. Oh. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I don't know where like, that came from. <laughs> I know, we both acted as if it is a thing that people say, though. We were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old saying, you know, yeah. a suit for a season. Yeah. Uh, right, what else happened in this? Um... Oh, I... I have to say, mm. it confused me because you know how they have that giant notepad yeah. and then the doctor sits away from the notepad and gets them to copy it onto a smaller notepad. Wow. I'm like, surely this is a waste of time when it's the equation on the notepad. Oh, did they did they so note they... it down on a smaller notepad? Did... Oh, yeah. yeah. Did he have one in his pocket or something? So I think maybe Susan had one in her dungarees because it's oh. this massive notepad. And he's like, he sits down and he's like, you guys copy this equation or what's on the notepad and I'll tell you. And I'm like, can't you just stand back a little and read it as it is? Because then he just, like, he looks at it and he's just like, oh yeah, this is it. I Mm. don't know, maybe they needed to burn some time or show them working together or something. (laughs) Maybe, because it literally is, he's like, do that. And then it fades to black. And then when it comes back up, He's like looking at the notepad and he's like, so this is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Like it was a little bit like in the Daleks when they had like Ian like escaping out of the lift. I don't know. Occasionally there's just like a thing that happens for no reason. And you're like, I think they just needed mm-hmm. to burn some time. I don't know. <laughs> That's like, I swear, when they um, had Ian and Barbara climbing down that plug chain, it took a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, move. <laughs> Yeah, Somebody moved <laughs> and they weren't even trying to make it sound. Do you know what the thing is, right? I feel like they could have, they could have like vamped it up by 
by focusing on the fact that they're climbing 30 feet down a chain but they didn't like act like there was any peril at all it was just like are you okay Barbara and she's like oh yes just coming like <laughs> well they just meandered down there actually that's like when um the water came into the sink and Ian and Barbara thought that Susan and the doctor had drowned oh. they didn't seem that distressed about it or at least Ian didn't so I'm sure Barbara's like oh my god they might be drowned and Ian's like we don't know that <laughs> I don't know but uh that's pretty serious know. is it not <laughs> I guess you're just going to be small forever no oh well <laughs> yeah. mm. oh, um, the doctor definitely has a soft spot for Barbara though oh that's so sweet now yeah mm-hmm. when you think about how kind of they they were quite confrontational um near the start like he has a proper go at her in um the the story after the one we did uh, the edge of destruction mm. <sighs> invisible light the edge of destruction <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he has like a proper go at her and they, they have like a kind of argument but then they you know at the end of the episode they sort of make up and yeah, and they just seem so comfortable with each other and so affectionate with each other. Like I kept thinking they were they were kind of like besties. Like, yeah, yeah. and it's like just anytime Barbara seems like distressed or tired or hurt, he'd always be like, "My dear, are you all right? Sit down." But I'm yeah. sure if it was Ian, he'd be like, "Move that phone, Ian. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Climb up there." <laughs> I don't care if you're wearing your best suit, Ian. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, I really liked when they uh, were screaming down that telephone. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "We're gonna, we're gonna try and use the telephone," which is funny because they've already said a million times in the episode that their voices can't really be heard because they're so small and the frequency. I thought different. that. Yeah, I was like, I thought we established this would not work. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> try like, it anyway. Okay. They were like, "Oh, but we'll try just yelling down the phone." Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah and they're like can you hear us <laughs> <laughs> they woke up they woke up harvey uh the dog uh, my dog <laughs> he was <laughs> he was having a little sleep while i was watching it and they're like can you hear us and harvey was like what <laughs> yes <laughs> Hello. Uh, oh <yeah>. harvey <laughs> again more excellent props oh right this okay 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 this was incredible <laughs> So when they're making their little bomb, they, I, do you know what? Pretty like, a bit of a stretch. The reasoning they're like, if we start a fire, um, you know, someone might notice something. Or I guess it makes sense. They were like, we'll start a fire, and maybe the authorities will need to come, and then they'll see the notes. Or I, I don't know. But for whatever reason, they were like, we need to, we need to start a fire <laughs> and mm. alert people. <laughs> I really liked when they were running with the match to try and strike it against the matchbox. <laughs> yeah. Was like, what was it? Ian and Susan just being like, like running along with this massive match, right? So that was already nice. But then when they <laughs> when they <laughs> when they light the match <laughs> and then they do the shot of them like igniting the Oh the my gosh. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's just a real match that someone's holding 
off screen. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so <laughs> the first shot is them with this pretend absurdly big prop match, you know, that they're running with, trying to like drag it across this big prop matchbox. And then the mm-hmm. next shot is just someone obviously holding a lit match <laughs> off, you know, off camera and then just holding it near the can. Yeah, it's really, really good. Oh, it's amazing. It's quite stressful because they're so small. I was like, what if one of them goes on fire? Like, <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. I was like, are there ha- like, how, are, how is all their hair not like burning? And they're like, I was just thinking, even when you like, like sometimes even if I'm like lighting a cigarette or something like it's too near my face <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> like, like you know it's probably just me be- being being an idiot I don't know but like I- I'm just thinking of even if there's like a lighter or a, a match even a match near your face mm. it can be a bit hot and like mm. and this like is this match is the size of them yeah, and it's on huge. fire like how are they not like burning get, like burning their skin <laughs> you know? yeah just like, hold the match steady oh, um, matches really stress me out because i feel like the minute they're lit like they seem to go like so like travel so fast yeah. down the wood i literally light one i'm like oh my god my fingers are gonna burn yeah. <laughs> like, imagine it was the size of you Kate. <laughs> i would not do it as yeah. i said i would live as a small person <laughs> i would adapt <laughs> <laughs> I love this like, like you've put yourself in the shoes of of the bonus story and you're like listen I would just live there <laughs> I'm, I'm a quitter I'm just like this is it this is how it is <laughs> I would just start a new life <laughs> yeah you know just find a really nice Barbie doll house and make do with it you know it's oh, fine <laughs> yeah nice little doll's house or something and you know what I bet mm. you could find one um mm-hmm. and you would oh no you would live as a borrower oh that'd be amazing yeah in the walls borrower they're definitely just thieves they never give it back (laughs) i know borrow indeed i just when i think (laughs) about the fact that there'd be a spider the size of me though like oh no that's horrifying i mean oh i don't want a spider that could have a spider could have a spider in this that would be horrid yeah yeah they could have i don't know why they went for I don't know, probably depended what they could, you know. I, well, there's no, no end of fun things. They could, <laughs> there's no end to the fun things they could have had, I suppose. You could have it, anything that, like, mm. literally anything is amusing, isn't it? If it's just a big version of the thing, you know? like. Um, mm. I did love how they kept going in the briefcase, even though it never ended well for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, why not? Give it another go. Sure. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah when Barbara got like a paper clip like bashed her leg because it was a massive massive yeah a massive bit of metal. <laughs> like, would you oh. believe <laughs> oh honestly I love actually that the episode ended with them kind of like defeating Forrester and he had no idea who they even were he didn't even yeah. know they <laughs> no yeah. idea they had no idea what went on and they were just like oh, I think I saw a policeman come in, so I guess it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. good. Yeah. But um, but I did kind of feel the stakes of um, of Barbara's condition because she did such a good performance. Like, I just, mm. I, I just really felt for her the whole time. Um, so, yeah, I, I was really like, oh, right, yeah, Barbara's okay. Like, 
um yeah back. she's often the one who worries about the others as well so to have them worry about her is yeah. just oh and she was just trying to put on a brave face and try and keep helping and oh. yeah there's so many times though I find myself being like just tell them Barbara just admit what's happened especially when Ian's just like oh no and they're like yeah but really like it's just gonna kill everything like if anyone even (laughs) as much as touches it dead like she's like really (laughs) I'm sure there's a bit where Ian is saying something about it and she's like yeah I get it like (laughs) she's she's like okay Ian (laughs) god I get it. I'm on borrowed time. Fuck. <laughs> oh, honestly, I was surprised at how quickly they found the TARDIS again. Once they'd accomplished their their little mission, they just seemed to find the TARDIS really easily again. Yeah, didn't they have like a pure like yeah like a total trick? Um, yeah, yeah. I really like whenever there's a little model of the TARDIS, and what's really fun is that this time they were shrunk, so the model was even... Because often when they use the model, it's like they're just trying to make it... It's not meant to be a small TARDIS. It's just meant to, mm. you know, like... yeah. You're meant to see it as, like, normal size, yeah, but it's yeah. actually... But yeah. this time it was meant to be small. Oh, it's yeah. cute. <laughs> Do you like a tiny TARDIS? That's true. Um, tiny TARDIS. Yeah, any any final thoughts on on this story? How did it, yeah, how did it compare to uh, the last one that you were on, the Daleks? It's so different to me. Because um, I think the Daleks, it kind of felt more like, kind of like your typical Doctor Who, I guess. Mm. Whereas this one felt a little different. It was a little uh, quirkier, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But I thought it was really enjoyable because of like the chemistry that um, Team TARDIS had. Like that really made it for me a lot of it and just kind of seeing them totally out of their comfort zone and being so small just made it really really fun and just um the whole journey with Barbara as well like you said just you really feel for her because Barbara just I don't know anyone who doesn't like Barbara she's great she's so good yeah I think she might be my favorite of the team I mean I, I do love them all though really like I have a lot of affection for all of them um yeah they're all really likable they've done really good oh for sure yeah I, I could do with a bit more Susan, I think. Like, mm-hmm. um, I really like in the first episode how, I don't know, they really, um, sorry, in, in An Unearthly Child, when you first meet Susan and she's the student to Barbara and Ian, like, they really kind of emphasize how how strange she is and how, like, you know, she's incredible. Because, that you know, that's kind of how they find out about Susan and the Doctors, that they're like, you know this student is super clever and is and she says weird things and yeah and I I really enjoy Susan and the Daleks um because she gets a lot to do and she has all that stuff with the Daleks you know and she has to go off and Mm. get the you know she has to be resourceful and um and we get to see how clever she is and how active she is but I feel like in the last few stories like yeah like I maybe maybe she doesn't get as much or she and often like really overreacts to things there, there's a bit in this story that she's just <laughs> screaming I can't remember what what happened now um oh yeah, yeah she's just oh. screaming is that when Ian gets taken away in the matchbox yes I think it is yeah she's like <laughs> Ian's gone and it's like right she's like, whoa like like worse things have happened at this point like 
everybody <laughs> nearly died of radiation poisoning with the Daleks. Like it's gonna be okay. Yeah, um, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh. But yeah, I do. I do love them all. Um. Yeah, mm. I really like this one just because of how, just how whimsical it was. Like it. It's just so silly to have them all so small. You know, like it's just fun. Yeah. But, um, but there were still stakes, you know. It's. I think the the thing with Barbara really, because she was just so good. Um, really worked. I, I guess yeah. I wasn't really into the whole like subplot with the in- insecticide. I think they spent a bit too much time on it. Um, I did yeah. start to find it amusing, but I think I was more kind of laughing at it. I don't think I was like really engaged <laughs> in the, you know, in the insecticide. That subplot. ends the yeah. tension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The unresolved tension that will never yeah. be resolved now. <laughs> no, no. And like, you know, I yeah, well, they're both getting sent to jail. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> mm. Maybe they'll escape together and then just go on the run and it'll finally work out. They'll run away together and they'll develop a new insecticide that I don't know that isn't gonna kill all life and <sighs> but it does end starvation. Which is what Smithers wants. Well, that's what he cares about, as he mm-hmm. lets us know many times. Yeah, he's <laughs> just like, in Look. Case you didn't catch that. It's like I'm not a bad guy, okay? <laughs> right, okay. Am I friends with a murderer? Yes, but I'm a good person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would love to if they did this kind of thing again. Because they did say something in passing about how maybe a dog could hear them. I would love it if, like, to get back to the TARDIS, they, like, found this dog that they could communicate with. And, like, they hitched a ride back to the TARDIS. That'd be quite cute. This is, like, Pixar film. This has Pixar film. Yeah. This has Pixar <laughs> film written all over it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hitched a ride, yeah. Hitched I mean, yeah, ride. there's endless opportunities with a... Uh, with, uh, you've been shrunk to a small size and everything is big story, you know? Yeah, I would love to see it again, actually. I could see, like, Jodie Whittaker doing a kind of story like yeah, that, actually. Yeah, yeah. It could have been way longer, yeah. Than, they, they could have done, like, way more stuff, yeah, than, than three yeah. episodes. They could have done loads of stuff. I'm thinking, do you mm. know what I think? Um, I, th- I think I'm thinking of films like, just when I said Pixar, there are things like A Bug's Life. That's definitely yeah. a good example, isn't it, of, of like... There's bits where they go into like the city and yeah, yeah, they're in like food cans and things. Yeah, even like Toy Story and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I love ants. that we're just using like all Pixar. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ants is something else, but yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. My God, I've not seen ants in years. Ants oh. is so good. It's got Woody Allen, but you know Woody Allen's in it controversial oh, but no. um, but I would say the film is pretty good yeah okay yeah, yeah. I have seen it it's just you know when it's been so long you just don't remember yeah kind yeah. of and I, I think, think I saw it when I was a kid yeah yeah and I think it came out around the same time as A Bug's Life so probably oh very convenient yeah, probably got a bit <laughs> overshadowed by A Bug's Life yeah hmm just a tad just a tad yeah Anyway, uh, seeing as we've completely left the subject of Planet of Giants, yes, we've gone way um, off. <laughs> I think, but yeah, I think I think we covered it. Yeah, this was I, the last thing I just want to say is that I think it was a really good se- like series opener. Like this is mm. a really good like first story at the start of the series. Like um, yeah, just to have that fun and to and yeah and to have like good chemistry between all the characters. If we 
if we presume that it's been off the TV for a little bit and it's come back and it's like, we're straight back in with these characters. It's a fun story. Yeah. And then the next one is a big, like, I can't remember how many parts there are, but it's another Dalek one. And it's, you know, there's like six episodes or something. So I think it's probably Holy nice. Holy moly. Yeah. You know, like, I guess like the Dalek shit, it's, it's long and it's probably going to be a bit more intense. And um, it's probably mm-hmm. fun to start the series with this this fun story. Just something light to lure you into a false sense of security. And yeah. then Daleks turn off and just ruin everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing though. Like I keep saying, like, oh, it's a really whimsical fun story, but they're really they were really trying to make it like more serious, I think, with that like yeah. <laughs> with the Forrester and his gun and like, you know, but I just wasn't really wasn't really buying it. <laughs> no. I do feel like I would have enjoyed it if that wasn't in it. I don't feel like it was a massive thing to have like yeah. you were kind of saying earlier but it was just because it was so dramatic I was just like I love that you just you just shot him like <laughs> it's just like oh okay yeah. you disagree bye then <laughs> I know I really didn't see that coming either though like they just seem to be having this really boring conversation about how he's going on holiday and blah 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 and he's like no 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 I don't think we'll be taking DN6 any further I'm just saying going on a lovely holiday in the rivers of France and he was just like bam like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yes like, it's so immediate <laughs> yeah like I, I really didn't see it coming I was like oh okay <laughs> like wow yeah. really gives a shit about this insecticide I guess <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah I guess guess it's pretty important it must be a lot of value in insecticide <laughs> yeah crazy um <laughs> yeah cool so um yeah where can people find you follow your stuff give us some information Sure. Well, if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Katie Aquarius. And that's it. It'll be all sorts. Like I said, it's a hot mess right now. So it could be anything <laughs> up there. <laughs> nice. And I'll add that into the into the show notes as well. Great. Cool. Wonderful. Another one down. Yeah, that's us for this episode of My Adventure in Space and Time. We've been Shona and Katie. Bye. Bye. My Adventure in Space and Time is hosted and produced by Shona Stevenson, with music by Shona Stevenson and artwork by Robbie Stevenson. Special thanks to Caroline Donald for all her support and to anyone listening. You can hear more on the website at myadventureinspace.wixsite.com slash podcast or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at MyAdventurePod. Thanks for coming along on the adventure. Before I go, I just want to tell you, you were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic.